and welcome to another episode of The Hippod. It's the official podcast of the Bristol Hippodrome. We are here at Access Creative College. They are providing us with the facilities and with producer Will, though I really hope like celebrations because that's his gift for producing this season. <laughs> Have we given it to him yet? Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, You've it would have been spoiler alert. That, that would have been, <laughs> been bad. Um, well, depending on when you're listening to this, we're recording this in the sweltering heat of the British summer. Outside, it's peaking at least ooh, 18, 19 degrees. <laughs> sweating, <laughs> sweating. Oh, yeah. And torrential rain tomorrow. But the last thing on your mind may well be uh, Christmas and Panto. But welcome to the Panto edition of the Hippod. And, of course, the star of the show coming this Christmas. It's Faye Toza. Hi, Faye. Hooray. I mean, the star of the show. I like that. (laughs) That's what we're saying. Let's keep that one. Yeah, lovely. (laughs) Uh, Faye, I'm Downsy. I'm a local TV and radio presenter. And we've got JC and we've got Kyle here who are Hippodrome experts and have worked there for longer than some people have been alive. No, that's (laughs) depressing. Wow. Thank you for that. Wow. What an introduction. Thanks Uh, for that. Now, Faye, look, massive name. Before we talk about theatre, we've got to talk about steps. Being that famous is, <laughs> I, I guess, something people aspire to, and they they say, you know, I want to be famous. I want, you know, I want people to know my name. Is is fame like that? All it's cracked up to be. I'm not sure that um, we, as steps, got into the job for fame. <laughs> um, but um, it is very exciting from time to time being a pop star and having been a pop star from the 90s. We've had some super exciting experiences, travelled the world, met some incredible people and faces and names. And I think we're very, very grateful and honoured that we're still hanging around and people are still bothered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, perhaps I, I wasn't tough. necessarily suggesting you got in, into it for the fame, but a, a fame is sort of a byproduct of doing what you want to do, I guess, being in a band and, you know, selling lots of records. So there, there must be negative sides to that, though, you know, sort of going shopping and having to do a thousand <laughs> selfies. And does it does it balance itself out in the end? <laughs> Kind of took a like downward slope quickly, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the nitty gritty. I, I, I think what's I mean, happening it, here is Dozy is sort of suggesting that he just doesn't like selfies with other, other people. That's what he's saying. Oh, no, I love it. People ask me for a selfie. Well, it's, it's quite interesting. So I think um, initially, like back in the nineties, when we first became a household name, um, it was tricky. Um, everybody knowing your name and having an opinion and. Uh, the way that people react to you if they have seen you on TV. It's quite interesting how people react to you. There's there's like different types of people. Some people um, kind of go quiet and look at you and they're not quite sure why they know you. <laughs> yeah. And then you get other people that will shout your name and grab your elbow and decide that they want you to do something for them. It's quite, it's, it's an interesting environment. Um, there are some amazing perks to being well known and working hard and getting the incredible audiences that we have but it can also be tricky yes that your time sometimes isn't your own yeah it's it's interesting I think as I've got older and experienced it more I can handle it better but when I was younger 
it was quite tricky to start off with because I didn't really understand it and I didn't understand people's reactions. It could be a tragedy. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Sorry. I had to go there. Had to go there. So moving away from steps slightly, um, obviously you're very much in the musical theatre world now and yes. I believe you made your debut in 2004. Was that correct? I did, um, and it was actually Nottingham, but um, I've just recently been to the Hippodrome with uh, 42nd Street, Um, and quite interestingly, when I did Tell Me On Sunday back in 2004, I shared the tour with Patsy Palmer and Marty Webb, and we all came to see Patsy Palmer's debut there at the Bristol Hippodrome, oh, which was quite nice. interesting. Ricky. Yeah, Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. Yeah. Um, uh, I met some of my best friends when I've been in Bristol that I still oh. hold very dear to my heart. I'm actually really looking forward to having Christmas there and hanging out with some of my mates. So, oh, yeah, good times. So how did you... Um come about to sort of switch to musical theatre then from the sort of pop world it kind of went backwards for me um I wasn't really looking to be in the record industry I was auditioning for musical theatre as um amongst other things and musical theatre was really where I think I wanted to be um and then steps happened (laughs) 25 years later (laughs) and seven albums and you know so steps had disbanded uh 2001 um, I had a phone call from Bill Kenwright's office and they asked if I'd be interested in auditioning for a musical theatre show and that's kind of it really and it was a bit of a dream come true because I was like what really wow okay and um, pop people didn't cross over into the musical theatre environment so much at that time mm. or it wasn't shouted about so much so I, I had to do my graft and I've had to um, earn my way and my stripes in the musical theatre world um but it's like my next favorite day job alongside steps and panto is like another level on top of that isn't it yeah so panto i've been in since i was six <laughs> wow <laughs> you're pro yeah so Absolutely. i literally that it's in my blood so when i was six you know you get the little local dances yes. i was one of those oh, so i was a jenny babe and um <laughs> My first celebrity when I was six was Davy Jones from the Monkeys. Oh, wow. Daydream Believer. Yeah, you know the one. Yeah. And he had his 40th birthday that Christmas. I don't know why that just broke. <laughs> that just popped in. That just popped in as a memory there. Yeah. And he was so very kind to all us little ladies. And he gave us all a goodie bag um, with Aww. like some bath salts and I remember having this <laughs> really weird uh, memory again um, <laughs> like a velvet picture of a kitten oh <laughs> what okay it must have been like an 80s thing I you're right Faye you're feeling okay yeah. <laughs> yeah but it was very exciting because we went on the um, ITV news with Davy Jones and oh. that was my first claim to fame I think Wow. Amazing. So a long history of working in pantos and, and yeah. loving that experience. That's amazing. So, because uh, obviously with, with the Bristol Hippodrome, we have uh, the man, the myth, the legend that is Andy Ford, who is loved yes! here in Bristol. And obviously <laughs> you now get to work with him this Christmas. Uh, yeah. Have you ever met Andy before? And like, how excited are you to work with him? <laughs> so just being um, in Bristol recently, 
<laughs> I came to stage door, the lovely crew you have backstage there, yeah. they were like, oh, you're going to have a treat. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, so I haven't worked with him before, mm. uh, but I'm getting lots of stories already and anecdotes, and yeah. I don't know whether it's warnings or... <laughs> <laughs> that makes a um, But I've, I've got to say, you know, when you do panto, it's a real team effort for everybody on the stage and behind the stage, and I think you have to be a certain type of person to do panto because it's a graft but it's like you it's like a really nice uh family environment it's concentrated it's intense but you know we bring so much joy to so many people because you know it makes some people's christmases coming to see us yes. and um i'm really excited but a little bit scared <laughs> <laughs> that's, how panto, Is that fair? that's how panto should be and anyone yeah. coming to see panto should be a little bit excited should be majorly excited and a little bit scared because you know there's yeah. always that jump scare at some point <laughs> yeah there you go now my lovers, I'm going to do the next question oh, no. as Andy Ford. Oh my God, that's my actually days. really good. <laughs> oh my days. I thought he was in the room. I don't know why you, I don't know how you pulled that out there. <laughs> One of the things that Andy talks really passionately about is Panto being uh, a pathway for performers, but also for audience as well, because, you know, lots of times the first thing that, uh, you know, a child or a young person will ever see is a Panto. And quite often it's first jobs, as you've alluded to, you know, already saying you're in panto from when you were six so it's a really important part of theatre sort of progression and tradition isn't it Faye? Yeah absolutely and um, what I really love about um, theatre and panto is how interactive it is especially for the ones who come along. Um, One it is probably a first experience for them to be in the theatre but it's so lovely for them to be able to express themselves and be able to squeal when it's scary to laugh out loud to shout and heckle I mean it's such a lovely lively environment for kids to be in as well and it's such um, a visual spectacular as well you know and I think especially with um, Crossroads Pantos I think they are so very modern and well equipped for the younger audience as well you know there's so much going on and in this sort of modern world of swiping and you know so many different channels and stuff it's really hard to capture everybody's um, attention constantly you know and it's not an environment where people have to sit down and be quiet and concentrate Mm, it's like come and make some noise and be part of it Kyle, for years, worked front of house before getting his big posh office job where he's in charge of thousands of people. Um, and, and Panto for front of house, I mean, it's just a completely different experience because where you're, I suppose, normally telling everybody to shush and be quiet, all of a sudden it's completely the, the opposite. So for front of house staff, I guess Panto is a slightly different world. Yeah. It's it's also, like, like uh, you were sort of suggesting earlier, it is... It, it, it's it's intense. You're doing two shows every day, so like. Oh it, no, you're not. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. Today. oh it's filled with them okay. today. I'm you here two, all week. You two have been awful, right? Um, yeah. So it, it's 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 intense. So the actors are obviously going through an awful lot trying to do two shows every day. That's a lot of energy. But for front of house as well, we're doing two lots of work as well in terms of we have mm. two lots of audiences mm. coming in, and you. 
you set the tone. The front of house staff set the tone for when the audiences come in. And if we are all stood there with the saddest of faces and, you know, the body Hello, languages welcome of welcome pe- to yeah, the pantomime. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the la- yeah, you know, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Exa- exactly that. So, like, when, when we're in that setting, we are just as excited, just as hyped up, just as energetic because we want the audience to come in, feel that energy and amplify it so that when that curtain goes up, the performers have that energy to feed mm. in on because that's the effort that we all put into that production. And that's where Panto is really different. Everyone is key in creating that energy and that synergy between audience and the performer. And then, as you said, there's more interactions. So sometimes uh, some productions of Panto allow kids to get up on stage and the front of house staff are, are the ones that have to try and organize all of that and make sure that it's safe make sure that it's enjoyable <laughs> pull for them everyone, back off the stage and pull them back the off the time. stage so that they're not just up there when you know the next big uh, uh firework goes off so yeah there's lots of elements to panto but it's it is one of the most exciting times of the year i, th- I think from my experience and when i used to work and i'm guessing Faye, the bigger the energy in the audience um the better it is for you guys on stage Oh, definitely. Um, You know, we're reactive to what we get from out front as well. Um, And I think, you know, the noisier people can be, the better. I mean, I've I've been uh, baddies as well as goodies, depending on uh, the panto I've been in. But um, yeah, it's just so freeing when you hear kids huckle you and (laughs) scream at you and, you know, like, sometimes with like really really terrifying pictures of screams as well it's quite it's quite amazing but yeah we totally encourage it absolutely has um has anything ever happened that's really made you laugh so much that you've basically broken character on panto because i know that, that yeah obviously it's full of laughs mm-hmm. but has anyone ever like in the cast made you laugh or a heckler who you just haven't been able to control yourself afterwards well, I, I think that's another beautiful thing about Panto is you can totally break the third wall. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, it's, it's like it's it's not. A, there's nothing serious about it. And I think um, it, in between the actors, I think you know the more you muck around together on stage, the more joyous it seems, and the better energy it is. And it's always nice to keep it fresh for us. Um, but also, then the audience thinks that they're seeing something that nobody else has seen as well. So yeah, we totally encourage corpsing. <laughs> I'm just noticing here on the. Co- research notes that we have done for us by people less important than us. Um, oh no, it's JC. Oh, no, I was going to say, also, we, do <laughs> I also do the research. JC that does all the, the rudeness research. in this room. Um, your character, Faye, in the, the panto is called the Magical Mermaid. Can you give us any more insight into this, please? No, because I haven't even seen the script yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, so... So um, I have been told my character is the mom as well as the mermaid. So like when you get into the story, that's how she's part of it and part of the... um, Mrs. Darwin? she gets involved. But um, yes, exactly. Again, Panto... You know, anything, anything goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anything goes, and I'm here for it. You know, the more ridiculous, the more way out. It's just, yeah, the better. 
Um, it's so much fun playing silly characters and just, yeah, literally here for it. <laughs> um, like you say, Steps, amazing, Brit Awards, 25 million records, seven albums. And of course, um, you relived some of that success recently as well. Another number one album last year, the Platinum Collection yeah. with the Summer Tour. I'm going to make you make a decision now. Oh, no. What? This is if where I could, get scared. <laughs> if you could only do one or the other, if you could only be in Steps and do that, or you could only do musical theatre... Which would you choose? How could you ask that question? I, <laughs> you can't ask me that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or we can sacrifice I, a small I, animal. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Stop it. That's like, literally go for the animal. Because <laughs> yeah. literally, I, I feel so, so lucky that I have both in my life because both are so very important, so different as well. Um, even though they're both in the entertainment world, you know, Steps is, it's our baby. It's our, we're so loyal and proud of what we've achieved. And we just headlined it, um, Brighton Pride this year and just having all of those faces singing along with us <laughs> and all the joy. Brighton Pride um, must have been absolutely incredible. amazing. Oh, gosh, it was yeah. crazy. <laughs> crazy. It was yeah. so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And, you know, <laughs> all these grown-ups jumping around with us. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but also, um, my love for theatre is that I challenge myself personally as an actor. <laughs> Not in pantomime, maybe. But... Um, <laughs> You know, and and I can sing different genres of music, and meet incredible artists and uh, directors, and so it, there's two completely different worlds. But I feel so grateful to have them both. So yeah, what sort of animal are we sacrificing? Well, the guinea pig's going to get it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh my days! Uh, yeah. So, like, just sort of, I guess, we ask this sort of question sort of every podcast, um, partially because of my role as the creative learning officer uh, at the Bristol Hippodrome. But on a massive wage, on a huge <laughs> office, just saying. Uh, you really can't be saying that to everyone because it's going to set me up as some sort of, you know, absolutely important person when I'm very much not. Um, but what's the kind of one tip that you would give to anyone who's looking to get into the theatre industry? Like, what's the thing that you think if you apply this, it will make that journey just that little bit easier because we know it's it's hard. It's we know it's a hard one. and tough industry. Um, again, that's quite a big question in it itself. Is. Yeah, but massive. I think if I could have told my younger self something, um, maybe it would be to not take it so seriously or personally. Um, rejection is part of the journey. Right. Um, and you learn... From every show that you don't get, there's a show waiting for you. Um, you have to be patient and you also have to open all of the doors yourself. You get out of it what you put into it. Um, you shouldn't expect anything to be given to you. And being a team player is paramount and that you will get out of it so much if you become a part of a team I think that's what's really nice about that is that all of the other podcasts that we've asked that sort of question 
you've touched on nearly every single bit of advice that those yeah. people have given. You've given like a really rounded like answer to what everyone else has given. So it just sort of proves that everyone else's answers were very, very similar. So like, that's such great advice. And thank you very much for taking the time on that one. Because it, it is a broad question. It is a like, big question. How do, you, it, yeah. how do you unlock the theatre industry? It's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a big industry yeah. and there are only so many jobs mm-hmm. and there are so many of us out there that want the jobs. And you just have to keep fighting for it. And you have to really, really want it because no one's just going to hand it to you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to dig for a bit of goss now because (laughs) um, (laughs) after we've mentioned you're uh, currently starring in 42nd Street, you've got Les Dennis um, on tour with you with with Sam and and Michael. Les has just been announced as going on Strictly this year. So what goss can you get that we can sell about him? (laughs) He's a lovely man, I assume. I know, it was so exciting. So I've got to tell you that I did know before he got announced. And presumably he's been asking um, you for advice because you got into the final two, right? Yeah, so my I was a 2018 class member of Strictly, um, and yeah, he's been asking lots and lots of questions. <laughs> so I was just like, it was five ago, five years ago, so I'm not sure that it's the same anymore. And <laughs> he's so excited. He started juicing because he was like, oh. right, I'm going to get myself fit. He's been doing. 10,000 like actually more like 15,000 steps a day (laughs) he's just so excited that he's got this opportunity and also he turned 70 this year 70 wow can you believe it can you believe that Les Dennis is going to be I don't really know I'm imagining the Les Dennis diet book or something now oh my god I've been on that fitness journey already makes me feel old as well good for him like I know right so so when the opportunity came up he was just like oh it's really exciting and I, I was just like it's such a big box ticker you have to do this you're not mm. going to get asked to do this all the time it's <laughs> only a select few that get this opportunity so if you do want to do it go for it and he was like oh, okay okay I'm gonna do it and it was so exciting so we're gonna be there supporting him voting for him every week so um yeah I'm really excited for him Oh, that's good amazing. stuff. Oh, love it. Right, well, the Panto comes to the Bristol Hippodrome from Saturday the 2nd of December until Sunday the 31st. Uh, Faye is going to be there. I can't wait for you to meet Andy Ford. I, can we put a camera on that? The first time they meet, can we put a camera? I'd love to. I th- I'll probably be there when they, um, they <laughs> yeah, do man. meet. Yeah, yeah. He is Panto like, Press, he's just like <laughs> such a megastar of the West Country, meeting a superstar of the UK. And I just, it's going to be such a magical moment. You're going to have such a lovely time with him. He's such a, a gentle soul. He genuinely is a really, really is. lovely yeah. guy. Yeah. Can't wait to see you in Bristol, Faye. I'm sure our paths will cross again. But for now, thanks very much for being on the Hippod. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Looking forward to it. Loads of love to you all. Thank Ooh. you. Oh, I can't wait to see Faye. Oh, she'll be brilliant. No, my Andy Ford is that. That's, that went a bit Irish. He's got a little Lord of the Rings, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. My precious. Oh, my. It was days. so good when you first did it as well. I should have just left it there. You I? Should, yeah, you should not have retried. This is doing nothing for my showreel. We're sorry, Andy, if you're listening to this. <laughs> my lovers. Yeah. Oh. That's better. <laughs> that, my that's precious. It. No. no. Oh. Andy Ford starring in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> 
Um, well, listen, thank you very much for listening to the hip hop. This is the last one we're recording for now. It is. Um, so it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much, as ever, to Access Creative College, who have supplied us with all the facilities. I had to go on the vending machine around the corner earlier. Uh-huh. Is that where your 12 was from? Yeah, contactless. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, it's the we are moving They've with got the a times. lot of stuff here 3D printers, <laughs> Honestly. gaming computers, Xboxes, and. Yeah. Yeah, if the you, drum kit. If you want <laughs> and your, kit. And a vending machine. <laughs> if you want your child to come along and have access to um, vending machines that you can pay with <laughs> wireless contactless, please do come along to Access Creative College. Our thanks as ever uh, to producer Will behind the glass. Enjoy the celebrations, mate. Enjoy those. I, I notice he's not offered us any. Uh, well, no. it's a gift from us to him. Oh, it would be right. weird. I think he also got heroes. Oh, oh yes. Oh. And are sponsored this episode of my celebrations? <laughs> do, they, do they have 12s in them? If not, I'm going to have to go to the vending machine again. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you to Luke as well. I think we do need to say. Yes, thank, thank you, you to, to Luke, Luke as well, who's uh, been the one that contacted us and helped us sort of organise this whole process. I can't remember what his job title key. is. No, he's been very key, but he's community based and artist based and he just loves anything Bristol based, and that's great. Oh, you and him will get along then. Yeah, we do. We email Literally. all the time. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much for you listening. Thank you. Uh, you have been listening to me, Ian Downs, to JC and to Kyle. Uh, and we bid you farewell for now. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long.